Welcome to the Glory Mountain Church Podcast. For more information on our church and ways to support what God is doing here, visit glorymountain.com. God is good, amen? He is. And He is in charge of everything. He's in charge when bank accounts are down to $1,000, and He's in charge when bank accounts have a billion dollars. He's in charge, isn't He? And you know, this morning we're talking about His kingdom come. Not ours, but His. Because our kingdoms really aren't worth anything. But God's kingdom is worth everything. We're going to talk about an encounter of a special kind this morning. The kind of encounter that God wants to bring to us on a daily basis. The kind of encounter that makes the difference in our lives personally and in our lives collectively. Everyone needs that kind of encounter that's going to change their situation every single day. You know, I found a scripture in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, from the Passion Translation. It says, Jesus walked throughout the region with a joyful message of God's kingdom. And how many of you know God's kingdom is joyful? Amen? If you're not sensing any joy, you're not walking in the kingdom realm. That means you're going down to the earth level. Did you hear what I said? That is the barometer. It's the measurement on how you're doing on a personal basis. It says continually in the scripture, Matthew 9, 35, he taught in their meeting houses and wherever he went, he demonstrated God's power by healing, listen to this, every kind of disease and illness. Every kind. There's not an illness or a disease that Jesus can't heal. Deborah prayed this morning, Lord, make our bodies well. And I just feel like right now, how many of you are sick in body? You just need a touch from God physically. Just raise your hand. Slip it up. It's okay. You know, anyone in the house this morning, you just need a touch physically. Can we just pray? If you're watching online this morning and you need a touch from God, let's just pray right now once again. Lord, we just thank you. You are the God that heals every kind of disease and sickness. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we declare healing cardiovascular systems function properly, muscle systems function properly, bone systems be strengthened, muscle systems be strengthened, every kind of sickness and disease represented in the house, high cholesterol come down to normal, high blood pressure come down to normal. I pray any bone disease, any bone ailments, any kind of weakness in anybody this morning, we declare and we command healing because your word says you win about healing every manner of sickness and disease. And so this morning, we apprehend that word, and we bring it down to our life in Jesus' name, and everybody says this morning, come on, I feel God's anointing on this. Just thank him right now. Come on. Yeah. I just saw like blood pressure go from right down to normal in the spirit. I saw it. It's like I just saw this. Level, just go down, just like that. I saw it. It's going to be different. Whoa. 
Listen, the arrival of God's kingdom was Jesus' message everywhere he went and taught in his three and a half years of ministry on this earth. I heard the best illustration about the kingdom of heaven on earth by Bill Johnson from Bethel Reading. And it's, it's fantastic. When the Roman Empire was in its heyday, it was a huge kingdom and it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The Caesars continually sent out armies to take out new territory and to take new territory for themselves. And that's how the Roman Empire started to escalate and that's why they had so much territory and so much land. And when a new territory came under the Roman control, the Romans would use force to make that territory look like Rome as much as possible. You understand? So they'd get new territory and they'd want it to look like Rome as much as possible. They would build Roman temples and institute Roman religion and they would involve themselves in the worship of Caesar. They would institute Roman education and the arts and the culture and everything that symbolized and represented the culture of that day there in Rome. They would do everything they could to make that territory look like Rome. So I ask myself, like, why did they do that? Ever wondered that? And the reason why they did it is because when Caesar would ever come to that territory, they wanted Caesar to be at home in whatever region he went in. They wanted Caesar to feel comfortable in the environment and the culture they created that was something that he was used to. And that's what the kingdom of heaven on earth is like. The kingdom of God is when everything in heaven is instituted on the earth. The government of heaven. The teachings of heaven. The worship of heaven. The glory of heaven the power and the manifestations of heaven on earth. It should look just like heaven. And after all, we sang it this morning, the king is coming back and we want him not to see anything that's strange. We want him to step into territory that he is used to in the environment that he came from. And you and I are responsible to bring that kind of culture down on earth as we live out our life. Do I hear an amen on that? Come on. That's why Jesus prayed, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. How? As it is in heaven. We sang it this morning. I mean, that's amazing that God would give us that kind of opportunity to bring heaven on earth. And you and I are responsible 
to develop that culture. Romans 14, 17 is a fantastic verse. Write it down, get your Bibles, turn there. I'm gonna read from at least three translations, four translations this morning. Here's what the King James says. For the kingdom of God, listen to this, the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Romans 14, 17 from the Passion Translation. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of rules about food and drink, but it is in the realm of the Holy Spirit filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. Come on, someone say amen to that. That's such a great scripture. Here's what the message version says. God's kingdom isn't a matter of what you put in your stomach for goodness sake. It's what God does with your life as he sets it right, puts it together, and completes it with joy. Your task is to single-mindedly serve Christ. Do that, and you'll kill two birds with one stone, pleasing the God above you and proving your worth to people around you. Our goal as a church, our goal as individuals is to bring heaven on earth. How are you doing with that? How is that working out for you? Matthew 16, 7, it says Jesus went around again and he you know, took care of every kind of sickness and disease. He laid hands on the sick, cast out devils. He set the captives free. In fact, last week we talked about from Luke chapter four and Isaiah chapter 60 where the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. He's anointed me to heal the sick. He's anointed me to speak freedom to captives. This is what you are responsible to do to advance the kingdom through the power of the Holy Spirit. And every time you are advancing God's kingdom on this earth, you are making a statement about what heaven looks like. I want to encourage you this morning that this is what our life really is all about. Our attitudes, our conversations, the way we carry ourselves the character that's developed within you, the servanthood, the freedom, the power, it's all representation of exactly what heaven should look like on this earth. And this is what you and I are called to do. Don't ever say, I don't know what God's calling me to do. I am telling you the will of the Lord this morning if you don't know what the will of the Lord is for your life, it's to bring heaven on earth in every area of your life. You see, the Bible says you and I are citizens of another kingdom. Yes, we live in San Diego, which is the most beautiful spot on the planet. Wherever you're watching from, sorry, but we are in the most beautiful place on earth right here. 
our nationality does not solely represent who we are. I'm Italian. You might be German. You might be Scottish. African-American. But that doesn't symbolize who you are. If you're a born-again child of God, your citizenship is not in this world. Your citizenship is in heaven, the Bible says. In fact, it says, this world is not my own. I'm just passing through. Come on, someone say amen. You know, we do our very best, but our citizenship is in heaven. And so this is how we advance the kingdom of God on this earth. And can I say to you this morning that every one of you are ministers? Every one of you are called to advance the kingdom. We just have different spheres, different realms that we work in. But whatever you work in, whatever area you are working in, we're all here for the same reason. And that's to advance God's kingdom. I learned this when I was a child that I'm here for Jesus. I'm not here for me. There's nothing I have that's my own. It all belongs to God. I'm not entitled to anything on this earth. Nothing. I'm not entitled to anything. I'm called to live a life that's going to represent Jesus and serve people that are around me the best I can. I'm called to be the man that God wants me to be. Deborah's called to be the woman God wants her to be. We are called to be the married couple that this world needs. You are called to be the married couple or the single person this world needs. Do you understand this morning? This is our calling. Every one of us are ministers. This is what God has sanctioned us for. In fact, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Heal the sick. All of you. It's not just for the clergy. It's not just for the pastor. It's not just for the associate. It's for all of us this morning. Everywhere we go, we touch a life. It's not just for me because I have ordination certificate. It's not for you because you have this kind of credential. It's for all of us this morning in everything that we do. The only thing I'm entitled to is to walk as a man of God and to realize this morning that I'm going to do my very best. How do we do this? We do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. We read it this morning. The kingdom of heaven is not meat or drink. It's power, righteousness, joy in the Holy Ghost. God has chosen you to empower people into all the world. That's what we're called to do. Today, around the world, 200,000 people will come to know Jesus. I think that's pretty good advancement. You times that by 30 days and you've got a multitude of people coming into the kingdom of heaven. I was thinking that there are three words that detect and depict our walk upon this earth. And you know, our walk is so amazing. 
You know, we all are walking. We all have different circumstances that happen in our life. We all have different situations that we encounter. We have different kinds of people that we talk with, different you know, places in society that we go. We all are trying to make an influence somehow. I was just driving down the street the other day and driving down 78, which is a mess now, like 24-7, it seems. There's traffic everywhere you go. And I was asking myself, where are all these people going? Right? What are they doing? You go to LA and you see the traffic. What are all these people doing? Everyone's on a mission. Every single one of them are on a mission to go somewhere. Where are you going? And so I believe that in order for us to get the job done, there's three words that God is calling us to, and it would be power. Everyone say power. power. Everyone say to be witness. And then he's calling us to be a witness in our realm of influence, in our sphere of authority, which is right now our Jerusalem. Everyone say Jerusalem. Let's talk about the power just for a minute. This is what gets the job done. You have an engine in your car. That engine is of no value unless you put gas in that car. Do I hear a yes on that? You can have the most beautiful engine, you can have the most beautiful car, but if that car is not filled up with gas, it will go nowhere and you'll just sit there on an empty tank. You do not want to sit as a Christian on an empty tank. Do I hear an amen on that? You do not want to sit in life just hoping that someone is going to put gas in you. The car doesn't sit there and say, I need some gas, I need some gas. That car expects the owner to put gas in that machine. It was manufactured, it's some plant. Took thousands and hundreds of thousands of working parts to make your car function. It will have a, be, in, be of no value to you if there's nothing that makes that engine go. You can have the best looks, you can dress the best. You can have the best manners. You can have a billion dollars. But if you don't have power in your engine, friend, you will have no value in you. And you will not go anywhere in this life. And so I believe that this encounter is so vitally important in, in order to bring heaven on earth in order to walk in his kingdom on this earth. We've got to be filled up. You've got to constantly get fueled up. Listen, if you don't drink water for three days, your body will begin to deteriorate. You'll probably die if you don't drink. You have to take your body and you've got to take care of your body in order for it to function properly. It works in every realm of society. So God wants you to walk in this power. It says that Jesus, when he walked on this earth, he only didn't walk in the truth, which he was the truth, but he walked in the demonstration of that truth. Which means that he had the power to demonstrate to the people exactly what God wanted them to do. I was thinking about that encounter, the kinds of encounters that 
people have had in scripture. Can I bring some to you this morning? Saul of Tarsus, he had a great encounter with God. It was on the road to Damascus. Remember what happened? He was struck blind for three days. God literally shook his world. A great light came, a voice came to him, said, Saul, what are you doing? He went to a home, he met a man. That man was there to touch his life. God changed his name from Saul to what? Paul. How many of you know when we have an encounter with God, something changes in us? We get a name change. We get a look change. We get a move change. We get a power change within us. So it happened to this man, Saul, who was changed to Paul. One of the greatest persecutors of the church now became one of the greatest proponents for the church. He received one touch from God and it made the difference in his life. So much so that he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament through the power and inspiration of the word of God. God changed him drastically. He went from, you know, being the lowest to the greatest in the realm that God has called him to. He had this encounter that took place in his life. Can you think about an encounter that you had that changed your name? That changed your lifestyle? That changed your disposition and your ways of life? I think of another man that had an encounter, and that was Jesus. Jesus had an amazing encounter. An encounter that literally made the difference made the difference in life. In fact, I want us to look at that. He had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Look at John chapter one. Everyone turn there if you have your Bibles. John chapter one. It's verses 29 through 33. It's a powerful place in scripture where Jesus touched, or God touched Jesus with such a, such a power touch. It says, the very next day from the Passion, John saw Jesus coming to him. And John cried out, look, there he is, God's lamb. He will take away the sins of the world. I told you what a mighty one and how he would come, who is far greater than I am. Because he existed long before I was born. My baptism was from the preparation of his appearing to Israel, even though I've yet to experience him. And then as John baptized Jesus, get this, as John baptized Jesus, he spoke these words. I see the spirit of God appearing like a dove, descending from the heavenly realm and landing on you, Jesus. And it rested upon him from that moment forward. And even though I've yet to experience him, when I was commissioned to baptize with water, God spoke these words to me. One day you will see the spirit descend and remain upon a man. He will be the one I have sent to baptize with the Holy Spirit and now I have seen with discernment. I can tell you for sure 
that this man is the son of God. There was a supernatural experience that took place. Can you just see like when Jesus was baptized, the spirit descended on him like a dove. The heavens opened up. A voice came from heaven. This is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased. There was like this touch that came upon his life and the favor of God was shown to everybody. Jesus had the encounter with Holy Spirit right at that point. He operated as a prophet. He spent three and a half years of ministry upon this earth, bringing heaven on earth. He was anointed and he was touched by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that made the difference in Jesus' life. And that's what's going to make the difference in your life. I look at the apostles. The apostles had encounters. In Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, I read that to you last week. It says, after ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Like they had an encounter. And after that encounter, Peter stood up with the 11 and he talked about this encounter he had with many people around him and many other people got touched and filled with the Holy Spirit. It says 3,000 got saved. 5,000 got saved. Multitudes got saved. You couldn't even number the amount of people that were touched because of the encounter that the disciples had with the Holy Spirit. And I just want to declare to you today that everybody needs that kind of encounter, right? Everybody. You need it, I need it. When we have that kind of encounter, then we walk in an anointing everywhere we go in everything that we do. And I remember as a child, and last week I gave you some illustration of what happened during my teenage years, but that wasn't the only encounter that I had. There were many times in my life that I felt God do something deep into my heart. When we got married in July of 1979, God's hand was upon our lives. We felt God's hand. And we moved and we walked in the power that we felt God was walking us into. I remember that we were in a meeting in San Diego and Rodney Howard Brown was speaking. Ever heard of Rodney Howard Brown? He's an amazing South African preacher who loves God and to this day has a church in Florida and is touching many people's lives still around the world. Deborah and I were sitting in this meeting that he was having in San Diego and he was speaking and he was prophesying and he was just imparting many of the great things that he imparts into the people's lives. And I remember as he was walking back and forth and he was speaking, Deborah and I we were sitting on the edge about halfway down and there were like maybe a thousand people in this auditorium. And we were halfway back sitting on the left side I was on the edge, and Deborah was next to me. And all of a sudden, as he was speaking, he stopped. And he looked, and he said, you two, in his South African voice. He said, stand up. 
So God wants to touch you. And I remember he said, Lord Jesus, fill them with anointing. And as he said that word, fill them with your anointing, the power of God literally struck us. Deborah, I'm sure you remember this. It struck us so powerfully because we stepped out into the middle aisle at the time so he could clearly see us. He was prophesying. And he said, fill them with the power of the Holy Spirit. Impact them with the power of the Holy Spirit. Send your fire upon them. And as soon as he said fire upon them, literally, here's what happened. I'm just telling you what happened. This is not made up. This is not something that was a good thought. This is what literally happened to us. As we stood in that middle aisle, and he said, let the fire of God impact their lives. It literally felt like an electrical shock went into our body, and it threw both of us on the ground, right in the middle of the aisle. No one was behind us to catch us. It was like a jolt of lightning hit us and knocked us down and we laid down there for about 15 minutes as he carried on the rest of his service. And I remember laying there, I could feel my body was just like, just trembling. Deborah's body was just like trembling under the power of the Holy Spirit. And there was this encounter that was taking place. The experience is not to get knocked down. The experience in that encounter is that God touches you and speaks to you and fills you and empowers you for the next stage of your life and ministry. And that's exactly what happened to us. I'll never forget that moment. Another moment was about two years ago, I was sitting in a revival service that was here in San Diego. And I remember Patricia King was speaking from Extreme Ministries, powerful woman of God. And I remember she was prophesying and praying over people and she walked up and she just took her hand very simply and all she did was saying, touch them with the Spirit of God. And I'll never forget. I literally, from a sitting position, myself was, I was lifted up out of my seat and literally thrown onto the ground as if someone literally took me by my shoulders, picked me up and threw me down and I just shook under the power and the presence of God probably for 20 minutes. Like, what was taking place in my life at that moment? It was an impact of the power of the Holy Spirit touching my life for the next juncture of my life. You know, when we get touched by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the Holy Ghost, we get an anointing, we get a filling, and we get an impact that's going to change us for the next season of our life. As I've listed to you people in scripture that have had these encounters, groups of people that have had these encounters, it doesn't have to be like I had, and it probably won't be. An encounter for you could be for you, David, just sitting there, and then God just pouring his liquid oil over your life, and you just receiving. It could be that simple. It could be as simple as having you stand and just holding out your hands and just saying, God, I want to be so touched by you and letting the Holy Spirit just consume you. 
It could be in a dream. I've been touched by God many times in my dreams where I've woken up under the power and inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Deborah, the same. You remember these times. You remember these encounters. And then these encounters allow you to walk throughout the earth and then bring hope to someone else. And just bring heaven on earth. A couple days ago, we were driving out of our residence area here in San Marcos, and there's an Escondido police officer that lives nearby. So she was getting in her car. And so Deborah and I pulled up, we rolled down her window and said, Hey, Shannon, how you doing? She goes, Oh, I'm doing good. And we said to her, You know, Shannon, I just want you to know we really respect what you do. And this is really the first time we'd ever spoken with her. We said, Shannon, we really respect what you do. And I want you to know that Deborah and I are praying for you as you go out and encounter our city as a police officer. We pray for the presence and we pray for the protection and we pray for the touch of God upon your life. And she, tears started streaming down her face. And she goes, you'll never know, Mark and Deborah, how many times God has saved me. You'll never know the amount of times that God has spared my life. She goes, I believe in the power of prayer and I'm so grateful that you would stop and tell me that you pray for me and that you support what I do. She goes, I've been in this 27 years. I've got three years to go before I retire. I'm a single woman. And she said, I know the hand of God has been on my life. We rolled up our window and we left and yesterday we saw her on the road. I pulled up next to her, rolled down my window and, you know, as police officers do, they kind of look and say what's going on and then she recognized, oh, hi, Mark and Deborah. And the first thing she said, and this encounter with her was like two months ago, the first encounter she said was, Mark and Deborah, the day you talked to me was so impacting on my life. She goes, I think about it every single day, and I know that I'm as, a, as I'm out on the streets, there's a couple in my neighborhood covering me with prayer. Yeah. And she just got this smile. The light turned green, and we were still talking to her. <laughs> we said, have a great day. And she went off to work. That's bringing heaven on earth in practical situations. That's how God wants to use you in practical situations. So how are you doing this morning? How are you doing in letting God use you on the job, at home with your children, with your relatives, with those God brings into your path? We need this in filling. We need this power. We need this touch of God upon our life. And if we don't have this encounter, we're not going to be influential. Let me ask you this morning, how many of you want to be influential for the kingdom of heaven? Let me see on this earth. Yeah? All of you. It just takes a yielding. I know many of you are, and probably all of you are, but, you know, we just need that extra, that extra boost. Listen, your car runs out of gas, yeah? And sometimes your spiritual life 
can run out of gas if you don't fill it up. Someone say, yes, that's right. You know, we become, we can become status quo. We can become comfortable. We can become, you know, I had my encounter and now I'm going to use that encounter for the rest of my life. Yes, you probably can. But how many of you know God wants to add glory upon glory upon glory in your life? And he wants to impact you day after day after day. And you don't, you can't be the same old, same old. You've got to be the same and new every day. That's what God wants to do. Don't live in the ordinary. Live in the extraordinary. Don't live in normal. Live above the normal life. This is what God wants to do for you every single day. This is bringing heaven on earth every day in every situation in the government of God. We walk throughout this world and we make a difference. Steve, you make a difference in the marketplace. Gara, you make a difference in the marketplace. You make a difference at school. You make a difference in your, wherever you go at home, everywhere. You make that difference. And what's going to cause that continued momentum in your life? Being continually filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus says in the word, be filled with the Holy Spirit, it literally means be continually and filled ongoing in your life. This is what makes the difference. Stand with me this morning and let's close this prayer. It's what makes the difference. God wants to impact you so you can impact others. God wants to move on you so you can move on others. And this is the theme of our life. We want to bring God's kingdom. So this morning, I just want to pray for more encounters upon your life. Can I do that? More Holy Ghost experiences in your life. More power-packed moments in your life. More touches of God and more touches of God's anointing upon your life, day after day after day. This morning... I want you to get filled up so you can drive your car this week and make a difference and run this race well. So reach out your hands this morning. And I say to you, Holy Spirit, come and touch us. Impact us. Move upon us. Lord, I pray this morning that you would give Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit encounters upon every life in the sound of my voice this morning. Lord, I pray for Holy Spirit dreams, visions, impactings from the power of the Holy Ghost. I pray, Holy Spirit, you would move upon us. And God, you would touch us. So Lord, move greatly upon us and empower us, I pray. I want to say to you this morning, just as your hands are being held out, this is a church that believes in continued Holy Ghost encounters. Through our years of ministry, I've seen God move upon people's lives. Listen, if you're looking for the normal, ordinary church, this is the wrong place for you.
you're looking for a church that's not going to move you into the greater things of God, you're, this is the wrong church. <laughs> if you're looking to be encountered by the Holy Spirit every day of your life and you want to feel and see a move of God in your life during this service that will impact you for eternity. If you want to bring heaven on earth, this church is for you because we are not going to relent. We're not going back. We're going forward and we're pushing for this and you're going to hear, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The rest of my life, you're going to hear it. Thank you so much for joining us today and being a vital part of what God is doing in his people. We hope that this message impacted you and that you were blessed. We would love to connect with you about this message and what God is doing in your heart. You can email us at info at glorymountain.com or visit our website, glorymountain.com. You can also give online to support what God is doing at Glory Mountain. Have a blessed week.